But Okay, what's going on guys and welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Today we have a very special guest on the show. We have DJ, presenter of the United Stand, and most importantly, <laughs> Manchester United fanatic. It's Flex! Flex, how <laughs> you doing? Good, guys, thanks. Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm as good as anyone right now. Um, so tough for all of us, isn't it? It was this self-isolation, quarantine, lockdown, whatever you want to call it. Um, we're all in the same boat, but um, we've got to still find positives and ways to smile and, and things to do, man. So yeah, glad to do something different and get invited onto um, a show I've never been on before. So yeah, thanks for having me. Bro. Yeah. Have you ever actually been on an Irish show before? I haven't, no. And you know what the funny thing is, is we were due to fly to Dublin yesterday because um, oh, yeah. we were doing a United Stand Live event in Dublin. Yeah, um, which obviously got cancelled, but um, it was going to be my first time in Dublin. Um, and I've always wanted to go to Ireland in general, especially Dublin. I'm not sure yeah. where you guys are actually yeah, based, but um, yeah, we're in Dublin, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to go there. Are you guys Dublin? So yeah, so that that would have been uh, really interesting. We had a lot of people messaging saying, oh, um, they had reminders on their sort of tickets that they that they'd got um that that it obviously cancelled and, and it was a sad time but you know once all this is blown over we'll, we'll definitely make the trip to ireland again because we had it all sorted and, and stuff so yeah i'm uh, looking forward to that yeah i was actually i actually emailed mark a while ago because obviously mark albridge uh he announced that he was coming over to dublin for for with the united stand but they had originally picked the date That's when it. ireland were playing a qualifier against uh, slovakia for the euros and I was like, Mark, you're just a heads up. Yes. Ireland are going to yes. be playing that night. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, everyone's going to be watching that. The football fans. Are going to... but, uh, yeah, he changed it. He changed it after that. He changed yeah. it, I think. And then uh, we went for the second. I think it was the second of it. What day was it yesterday? Second, was it? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, and it would have been. It would, yeah, and it would have been it would have been tonight. I think it would have been. So um, no, sorry, it would have been yesterday. It would have been yesterday. Yeah. Where about so, um, to be yeah, Disappointed that we can't do it. Do you know what the place is called? I can't remember the name of the venue. Uh, I, I got it. I got it on an email, but I can't remember the actual name of the place. Right. I'll have to dig it out for you. But uh, it was somewhere in the centre. He said it was because uh, Mark Mark used to live out in, in Ireland, so he's yeah. got fond memories of, of of being out there. Oh yeah, he was doing keep you up his Malahide one time. I think. Flex. Next time you are in Dublin, though, you have to hit us up, and we'll tell you where where's to be, and we'll arrange a little. Uh, so it's in tour for you. You know what I mean? We'll show show you the ropes. Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Now, yeah. now we've now we've touched in, and and, uh, and and I know you guys a bit better. Now we can definitely do that, hundred percent, now because we will we will reschedule that for sure. Yeah, that sounds good. Flex. First of all, right? For people like people want to know what's your actual name as well. <laughs> do you know what? I've never I've never actually let my actual name out of the bag. It's going to be something that you guys are going to have to find out. To be to be fair. I'll let you into a bit of a secret. I did do something today, not because I don't want anyone to ever find out my real name. I just think when it happens, it will happen. It's not a huge, huge secret. But I did do something quite silly today where I put up a, a, a screenshot of my laptop, uh, of like a screenshot of um, the interview I just done with Troy Deeney. But at the top right-hand corner, it said my real name because it was my MacBook. Yeah. And uh, my phone was going off saying, yo, look, you, you put your name up and that. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. So... Um, I don't know if you look on Twitter, it might even be there. It might even yeah. be there. Yeah, I just, I just heard Rance's real name is Zane. That's actually a cool name. Zane. Yeah. Was that, Zane. Is that, was that not his name? No. Uh, I can neither confirm nor actually no. I can deny that. I can deny that for him. All right. His name's not Zane. Okay. I oh, Barry, <laughs> get, get, get better sources, Basmo. Will you? <laughs> I was watching yesterday. I was. With the two of yourselves, I thought it was Zane, but uh, obviously Mark Goldbridge's real name is not actually Mark Goldbridge as well, which is uh, no, it's not, I found no. which was hilarious. It's like uh, an Italian name. I don't know what it is. 
Or yeah, he. Um, I, I think. I think it's the same thing, really. I think some people who are who talk a lot of crap. Um, oh, they don't even use their real names. Listen, yeah. Stormzy's name's not Stormzy. Drake's name's not Drake. Like, what? do you know what I mean? Are you <laughs> 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 you know what I mean, Fifty Cent's name's not Fifty Cent. So, um, Jay Z's not Jay Z. So, at the end of the day, people can go by different aliases, different names. It's, it's a bit of showmanship, isn't it? And to be fair, my, my name Flex actually comes from, uh, like you touched there at the beginning of the show, from being a DJ. My mum actually gave me that name when I was about 11, 12. Um, she just came up with the name DJ Flex. And anyone who knows me, um, that's just been my nickname kind of, kind of growing up, really. All right. Well, then, uh, how, how did you start getting into the, working with the United Stand as well? Because like, I'm sure you're actually living a lot of people's dream, to be honest. Yes, yeah, it's, it's so crazy. I had zero intentions, zero intentions of ending up where I am now, if I'm honest with you guys. I, it actually happened because I wanted to start a YouTube channel for uh, music, for DJing actually, do like album reviews, a couple of mixes and stuff like that, and just see where it went. And I went with my cousin to see a friend of mine um, who could give us some advice. But when we went to meet them, uh, they said, actually, before we talk about that, I know a guy called Mark Goldbridge that I, that, I, that I recently met. And he said he's looking to kind of take his channel, uh, not in a different direction, but just diversify the content, I suppose. Um, yeah. You know, do different types of, of, of content, do fan cams, do interviews, just be, you know, at the grounds, you know, just giving that raw kind of content. And basically, cut long story short, my friend said, I think you'd be good at that. You should, I'll put you in contact with him. And I was like, no, 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 I think you've got the wrong guy. Like, I love United, I love football, always have done. But in terms of the whole YouTube thing, being on camera, presenting, stuff like that, I don't really think that's for me. Um, even as a DJ, like, I, I didn't ever go on the mic or anything like that. I literally was behind the decks. I had to just have a host or a hype guy who's on the microphone. You wouldn't really catch me, you know, being the forefront of it. I'm kind of letting the music do the talking. I just wasn't that guy. So I was literally like, nah not for me he's like look man like you never know like you never know where it could where it could go just just give it a try so i called mark um and he gave me the lowdown of what he was trying to achieve um and in the end i literally went oh, i'll go on then like what's the worst that can happen and i remember the first time first game crystal palace at home um people just walking past i'll stand there with a microphone people <laughs> people saying piss off who are you don't know who you are go away um it was difficult uh and then got a few interviews and it just went from there, man. It's crazy. Never, yeah. never intended it. I think as things sort of grow on, people are, are more and more used to that. And in 2020, more people are used to giving their two cents in an interview. More people don't care about being on camera. In fact, almost, they don't, not that they don't care, they're dying to be on camera now. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone's hungry for the, the two minutes of fame. And I suppose, a bit like with Arsenal Fan TV, like that's how they grew their, their characters, one might say. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, you know what I mean? They just interview people after the game and now like they became part of the show. Uh, I think with the United Sand TV, it's a bit more structured, but uh, it, it, it's very interesting to see. Um, it's quite funny because the people on the fan channels are just fans as well and they give their opinion. But, but just because you give your opinion on video, people like put that on a higher pedestal. Do you know what? <clears throat> I'm so glad you said that because I think when you deal with a lot of idiots who like, oh, they don't represent me. Oh, the, they think they're this, they think they're that. It's just people who completely misconstrue what we're actually doing. And I keep, I keep saying it. All the United Stand is, and other fan channels, any fan channel should be anyway, is a vehicle for... Uh, sorry, someone just called me there, guys. It went a bit blank. Am I still there? Yeah, you're still there. Go on. Yeah, hey, you're still good. Yeah, oh, okay. Okay, um, yeah. Um, all, all it is, is uh, 
is a vehicle for people, for fans to convey their feelings and thoughts and opinions on football, on, the, on whatever team that may be, whatever channel it is, whatever sport it may be. It might not even be a football fan channel. That's all it is. Within that, yes, the people on the channel, they're going to be more regular in terms of the hosts and the presenters, etc. But even, even me on a match day, I very rarely give my opinion, if you get what I mean. It's, it's for the fans. It's a chance for them to have their say and yeah. for me to kind of play the devil's advocate to, to, make, to encourage them to think about what they're saying and, and just spark debate, spark you know what I mean conversation that's that's all it is from it comes yeah a bit of like YouTube hysteria where I think you know I get it people kind of think you are on this pedestal where you, you're more important or you're, you're bigger or you're famous or that and I don't buy into any of that I, I say it when I meet people in the street when I speak to any anyone online I'm just a fan like I'm the same as anyone else um, I love Man United I want Man United to do well and <laughs> That it's as simple as that. But for me, this pedestal of like the the fame aspect of it and stuff, I don't I don't I don't buy into that because at the end of the day, just a fan like anyone else, and that the purpose of the United Stand is to um, encourage people to have their say. Yeah. Uh, what, what it like? First of all, myself and Ross are actually massive United fans. So we get over at least once a year, every year. At least we tried it. The last few years have been a bit harder just because we haven't been playing that well. And it's a bit like, mm. you know what I mean? <laughs> you want, you, your money's spent elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, well, like, you know how it is. You go, to the, you go to every game, so you know exactly what we're talking about. But uh, yeah. when you, when you, obviously, when you first met Mark, like, uh, his work ethic is just unbelievable. Like, I mean, as is yours as well. But the way he puts out content every day and drives the show forward, like yourself and Rance, yeah. uh, like everyone around the world really, really appreciates it as well. Do you know what? That, that was, that was the, one of the most humbling things for me mm. is that understanding that it is actually a global thing. And yeah. I never understood that until we went on tour. Um, when we went to Singapore, China, Australia last year for preseason tour, that opened up my eyes to a whole new level of exposure, I suppose. Yeah, it's the biggest club in the world. Yeah, that, exactly. It, it literally is. And uh, you, you kind of know that we have a huge fan base but when you kind of experience it in other countries with people who can't even speak English who recognise the channel or might recognise me but more importantly love Manchester United yeah. it was so humbling it was so humbling and to see the you know I get like messages like inboxes all the time of like people from like Africa Australia yeah. China New York America anywhere, all over the world just saying yeah, I say so yeah it's crazy it's crazy so that that really does humble me and that that does spur me on and us on to just keep doing what we're doing um but it just i just stay in the lane i i, I really i don't know man I, I hate i i hate to come across as if like you're on this pedestal or you know you're a super fan like, I, I don't really like that label like i i get that it can happen but i i just see it as it's now my duty to 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 get to all these games and give that perspective and give behind the scenes where I can and, and diversify the content as much as possible because some people literally like they, they will never get a chance to go to Old Trafford they'll never get a chance to go to an away game they'll never get a chance to see Man United play and if I can if we can can help you know give that view and experience to people who can, it can make them feel more connected to the club then we're doing our jobs yeah in fairness I suppose it's one of those things where the only reason that people might actually just put that up on a slightly on the pedestal with someone like the United uh, Sound is that you actually do get that slight bit of extra insight into the club. You get that little bit more access to the uh, players and facilities, mm. which is absolutely phenomenal. But like, that's what people want to see. They want to see behind the scenes footage. Um, 
what you guys provide at the United Stand is next level. It really is. Yeah. I think, you know what, and that, that wasn't easy to come about. A lot of people, again, I keep referring to people who are talking crap and the haters and stuff because there's a lot of lies out there. A lot of lies get, get, get put out that, oh, the, the United Stand is owned by a media company and they're on the payroll of United and all of that. If people understood the lengths that I've gone to um, on European away games and stuff to, to get into behind-the-scenes access, they wouldn't believe it. I'm talking the, the most amount of blagging and, 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 and talking to the right people just to try and get that, that, that access for, for, for the content where it actually then transpired into having a good relationship with the club and, and being able to get little bits of access here and there. And, and you know, at the end of the day, I think that, that, that side of it has been really exciting. I think it's added to the viewing experience. I mean, fan channels being in press conferences has never been heard of before. Yeah. When I saw um, that, when I saw that, I felt like you did that for the fans. It was like, I was absolutely. like, absolutely, brilliantly. Absolutely, we did. And you know what? I, I could go in there and ask a bunch of questions that I want to know yeah. on a personal level. But literally, I, I messaged Mark once we started getting that type of access um, and say, look, put a poll out. What does everyone, what do the fans want to see? And that's how that Pogba question come about, which all the newspapers and, and news outlets were running with the following day. They wanted to know. And, and like a lot of other stuff, but that, that took a lot of graft to, to be able to, for that to happen. That took us to be in a lot of press conferences, first of all, by accident and sneaking in. <laughs> Secondly, being allowed in, but then not being allowed to ask any questions because it's like, well, hold on a minute. The other journalists and, and even United are like, mm, you're not an actual proper journalist. Did you feel like you were looking down there. on you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we, we've got a good couple of journalist <laughs> friends now. Um, Simon Peach, one of them, great guy, always been really cool. Um, he works for the Press Association. James Cooper at Sky Sports, who's been following Manchester United for a good, like, 20 years, 17 years, something like that. Brilliant guy. Um, and I, I had a lot of chats with them, and they explained to me that it's not that they don't like you guys. It's like they just don't understand you guys. And I thought, you know what, he's right. <clears throat> the traditional journalist probably doesn't look like us. And I don't mean by skin colour. I mean just by walking in with your hat backwards and hoodies and, and stuff the United, like that. Wearing the United top. <laughs> wearing United top. <laughs> the scarf. You know, it's just not... <laughs> It's just, not, it's just not the done thing, you know? It's supposed yeah. to be neutral. And I kind of just went in there and the biggest, the biggest uh, kind of hoo-ha was caused when I kind of, when I, was, I got to ask my first question to Oli and I referred to us as we. I didn't give a shit. I was like, yeah, we're Man United fans. Yeah. We're a fan channel. I don't work for the Daily Express or the Sun or, or Sky Sports. Mm. I'm, I'm looking yeah. at it as, as we, as community of Manchester United fans. That's who I'm here, in here representing. The same way James Cooper's in there wearing his... Sky Fleece, I'm in there wearing United Stand yep. merchandise. Like that's that's who I'm representing. So, um, yeah, we say yeah, we we that, say we all the time, and like uh, 100%. yeah, every, we're all the same. Are, people are watching this now. Or I'm sure it's like Arsenal fans or whatever fans are watching. Like they'd say we as well, if it, as well. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. That's that's what it's all about. Like I'm in there representing the fans. Like, I'm being a voice for the fans. Yeah. Um, I so, think that's one thing that we've noticed as well. Uh, we've sort of applied uh, yeah. well, no, but me and Barry as energizers have applied for like media credentials and stuff I think because we're sort of almost seen as like a social media channel uh, or like all our stuff is on the internet we're almost like less of credentials than you know your the Irish Times newspaper uh, when realistically right. like people like the only person reading the Irish Times is probably like 50 year old like if you want your actual you know target audience males 18 to 35 you know what I mean like they come to us, you know what I mean? That target audience is changing. Like, I had a good conversation with a couple of journalists who I'm, I'm good friends with, and we have a lot of interesting talks. And one of the biggest things that made my ears prick up was his uh, 
was his realization that actually, or his acceptance basically, that like you said about the audience right there, like who they're trying to appeal to, the average older person picking up a newspaper, that <laughs> audience is dying. The way football and sport in general, the way everything is consumed is different now. It's yeah. online. Yeah, it's, it's all the YouTube. mobile device. It's whole different, exactly. People want this kind of content on tap, on their phones, on their tablets, Every whatever, day. On, their, on their TV. Every day. Every and day. I think that is what is, you know, you only got to look at the mainstream media now. Sky has had me on the transfer daily yeah. stuff. And yeah, so um, BBC, Spurs, Five Live. Spurs, yeah, and Robbie from Arsenal TV. Yeah, like, Absolutely. They're, now, they're now bringing you on. So Because like, uh, 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 they understand it. They need a piece of the audience. They're like, yeah. hold on a minute. We're the mainstream guys, all right? We've dominated for this, this space for so long. But actually, whereas the YouTuber, or in inverted commas, came into it, it's like, well, who are these guys? They're just morons on the internet who have no knowledge. They have no accreditation. They have no brain, basically. They're just comedians or they're just wallies, basically. I think that's how they were looked upon. And I think that mold is being like, thrown out of the water now, smashed out of the ballpark yeah. because they're seeing that we can articulate ourselves. We can create amazing content. And most importantly... We're capturing audiences at levels that these guys could not even dream of. I think, I think, I think every big the, sort of... Well, quite, you got, oh, oh, what, what I was going to say just quickly, uh, too many of the presenters have, like, are wearing suits and you don't even know who they support. So you, yeah, you can't really impartial, understand them. Yeah, well, like, uh, I, watched, I listened to Sunday Supplement. I absolutely loved that show. But the main presenter, he's after leaving. Uh, there's some girls have to take over now. But then it's like a different group. Uh, so like, I think I'm going to like, end up leaving that. But then... Um, when Darmish chef, he uh, Darmish, he he does one. Yeah, Darmish is cool guy. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he seems very cool. He does the transfer talk, but like, there's only so many transfers mm. you can talk about, and then you're sort of like you're done as well. But yeah, Ross, yeah. Red. Uh, I just think all massive corporate corporations now have a, a social media person. So therefore, like, obviously, the Sky Sports social media person is like going to be all over you guys and all over the other fan channels to get you guys in because they know. If you guys are on TV, that means clicks for them. And the, you know what I mean? Like, everyone's fighting for the clicks online now. So, like, I think it only makes sense to have you guys in there. And uh, look, I think you're the most subscribed uh, Man United fan channel at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, in the world, officially. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Uh, the rise has just been unbelievable. When I first started on the channel, I think we had 120,000 subscribers. And that was, that was in <coughs> September 2017. It's you um, going to the show. Uh, it's you going to the game flex that's changed it, because you're actually getting yeah. more people involved. Yeah, I think um, I, I think it's definitely added it helped with that. I think it's it's definitely added um, a lot of value to the channel in terms of just a different viewer experience. I think what Mark does, um, which I think why it works very well, is is Mark is almost like the king of live king, live yeah. streaming and watch alongs and stuff like that. He was like the first person. To, but doing that really in this space and he really he really locked that down but what I really respect Mark for is that he could have just gone actually I've started this channel it's me in this room and I've got an audience online look what I've you know I've got over 100,000 subs from you know not even having to go to the games yeah. but he didn't do that what he did do was think how could I diversify this how can I build this I don't want it to just be about me 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 and that allowed myself to come in with new ideas and, and stuff like that and the camera guys that we work with to just really diversify the content and add to the viewing experience and that's what it's done whether you know there's some people who never watch fan cams there's some people who think i hate to watch that because all it is is people who are reactionary because they're angry because they've just lost the game or too happy because they've won a game 
and it's too reactionary for me. I'd prefer to watch the watch-alongs. There, there are some people like that. There are some people who don't watch the watch-alongs who only watch fan cams. Some people can't stand Mark. Some people can't stand me. Some people can't stand Rance, or They just take a little bit of what they like. But what it's about, it's not really about who wins the popularity contest. It's about providing the most well-rounded channel for any type of viewer. And I think that is uh, where, we've, where we've done well. And that's why we've seen the subscribers um, jump up. Yeah, I've been watching it since years ago when, like, uh, I remember there was a guy called Alex who's on the show. Like, that's how long ago it was. But uh, mm. it, win, lose, or draw, I make sure I watch. Because, like, like, I know I was, we were so accustomed to great times, but then the mm. shit times, and then we're, yeah. we're just on the rise again. So you've gone, you're gone through this roller coaster. Mm. So, like, the good times are great and the shit times are bad. But it, it, you can't just be like, oh, yes, we won. You know, like, real fans will understand. That's real it, fans will be 100%. watching this, you know? Yeah. 100%. How do you see the rest of the season play out, Flex, now? Will we continue to play Premier League football this year? Or will we squash the season and start again? Uh, I think because the, the virus is so ever-changing, it's changing from day to day to week to week, which will be month to month, I think it's too early to write it off. I don't think... You know, even though I've seen they've written off a lot of the women's game and, and the lower leagues, you know, which is which is which is quite harsh. Um, and there's a reason why they haven't done that to the Premier League and stuff like that because of the money that that it you know That's it the generates. Problem. They they would be they wouldn't, they wouldn't write that off. They're going to leave that to the last second. I think yeah. I think look the people involved, i.e. the Premier League and the clubs, their number one aim is to is to finish the season when safe to do so. And I think that's right. I don't think I, even when people were trying to talk about this. Let's just end the season as it is, and that's where people finish. Absolutely not. You can't do that. It's, it's, I think it's really simple. You Real either finish fans it. Wouldn't want that either. No, they don't. They don't even want to be handed the league. And yeah. fair play to those fans, those Liverpool fans who um who would wait a thirty years as well. Thirty years. Yeah. Wait a thirty years, and then when it does come, you were just kind of given it, even though yeah, they were probably going to win it. It just yeah. doesn't have the same shine, does it? No. So I think no. to answer your question, I. <laughs> I think if the, the, we're getting to the peak of this pandemic at the moment, I think the next couple of weeks will be particularly bad. We're seeing that if we start to come out of that better on the other side um, and we get to say there's definitely not going to be any football, obviously, all of this month. I don't think there'll be football most of May. I think back end of May, maybe early July, we, we, could, we could see it, which if they can find a way to encapsulate that into next season, um, then I think we could well see it happen. I don't think we'll see fans going to games for sure. I think yeah. it'll be behind closed doors if it does come back. Um, but I, I, I've, I'm still clinging on to the fact that it will, but that's not to say that it won't because, like I said, this, the COVID-19 is really um, it's, it's ever-changing. And I think there will have to be a cut-off point where they go, right, it's now the beginning of July and we're not even off lockdown yet. It, for example, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but mm. we don't even know when we're going to definitely be off lockdown. So... Um, for players to even be able to come out and play games and coach and stuff. And, you know, and these games need to be on TV. So you need to get TV cameras there and broadcasters. So, um, yeah, I what think about we're pre match press conferences as well? They won't be able to do that. Press either. conferences, you know, exactly. Or well, I suppose they can just do one oh, big Google Hangout yeah. or something <laughs> oh, uh, and, and get that. But um, again, exactly. It would need to be really thought about. So I, I, I'm clinging on to the fact that it, it, it still can potentially happen. But, um, who knows, man? Who knows? Yeah. Hopefully. Next, you know how to get top four. Will we? Yeah. Uh, well, we were going in a good direction, weren't we? I mean, since Bruno's come, mm. um, everything's just changed. How has the, the atmosphere been in Old Trafford since Bruno's after arriving? 
Oh, brilliant. To be fair, it wasn't in the first... The, the first game he played, which was Wolves at home, nil-nil. That it was nil-nil, was wasn't a, it? Yeah, that was a bit of an anti-climax. Um, but again, it was more of a realisation that, you know, this guy can't just come in and change everything. But then after that, he did. <laughs> so, um, it, look, he's been fantastic. But I, I, I think more to do with Solskjaer, I think the last 11 games, he scored like 29 goals, only conceded like eight. Um and we were starting to put a good run together, close the gap down to three points, Chelsea. Um, and there was all to play for. We were about to play Spurs, who were in a real bad position. We were favourites for that game. And I think this, this pause in the season is going to be really weird when or if we do come back because a lot of teams would have gathered some momentum, got some players back. You know, you look at the likes of Spurs, whenever we play them next, they have all their players back fit again. They were on their asses when we were about to play them. Um, and even us, though, it's a chance to get Pogba back, Rashford back. Um, so uh, there's every chance we can get fourth. Will we do it? Uh, I'm going to be optimistic, yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, we've got, we've got a couple of tough but, uh So the running for, for Chelsea is quite tough. I think they still got to play Liverpool. They still got to play uh, someone else difficult. I, can't, I think it's Man City. Um, but there's difficult games all around is what I'm mm. saying so yeah I've head... got every chance of, of getting fourth what do you reckon? In my, in my head Flex I'm like we should try and catch Leicester and then if we can catch Leicester because I think they're about 10 points ahead of us then we end up yeah. in the top four automatically yeah. as to, if you just yeah. aim for that one spot ahead you're constantly yeah. like oh, we're still three points behind we're still three points behind and then next thing yeah. you know we finish <laughs> the season so I'm like catch Leicester in third and then like we'll definitely be in the top four I think we yeah. can definitely do it especially if you get Rashford back get Pogba back uh, I think we're doing really well at the moment. Uh, you know, that Chelsea team has been so hit and miss. And I think that's another thing when the English media, like, Lampard was like, geez, he's done brilliant. And then Solskjaer was like, mm, I don't know about him. Uh, but, you know, Barry, what do you think? Well, first of all, don't, forget, Man, so, well, don't forget about Man, uh, Man City are, might be in the Champions League for the next two years as well. So Yeah, fifth might be able fifth. to get it. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It, could, it could be. That's still unconfirmed. So I, I agree with you saying there, Rocco, like, Aim as high as possible. We've got to because you yeah. just don't know where what's going to end up. You know, if you aim high and get slightly below that, then like you said, you're, you're still in it. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it's, it's going to be a tough battle. It'll be a tough battle. But you're right. Chelsea been inconsistent, been inconsistent all season, and the amount of pressure that Oli's been under, um, it kind of makes you think. Actually, well, when you think about it, he's only three points off uh, Lampard. Um, you know, played well in some of the big games. Some of the teams that we say well, look how Wolves are playing, etc. Well, we're above them. Um, only just, but we are. Um, so I think, I think Ollie's, Ollie's, Ollie's done a lot of good, I think. I, 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 I I'm not saying he's going to win us the Premier League title. I'm not saying he's going to win us the Champions League. But I definitely think he's done the best in terms of laying some, some serious foundations that we can go forward on. You just look at the buys that he's bought and the, 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 the feeling around the club, mm. how, it, how, how the players feel. You know, I, I feel he's just changed that dynamic and had to get rid of players who didn't want to be there and the types of players he's brought in in the mould. You look at the likes of Fernandez, Maguire and Basaka. Yes, James is getting there. He's a slow progress, but just those players are cemented straight away. Basaka, brilliant. Been absolutely fantastic. Maguire, yes, captain now, slowly coming into great form, being a leader being commanding that game against Everton I think it was he was just header after header after header like being you know showing that commanding style Bruno we know all about him already he's yeah. changing the, the types of players that we get and you know 
Will he hit the top? And Rash- Rashford would, would his uh, all-time top goal scorer this season as well. Rashford having his best season. Fred looking the new player. McTominay being excellent. So even if the players, Martial doing well. So even the players we already had, I think he's done well to kind of improve them. Brought in young Brandon Williams, who's done well. He's actually probably even ended up making Luke Shaw raise his game as well. Um, so there's, there's, yeah, we're not there yet, but I, I think there's signs. You know, that it, it could go, it could go to shit in the next eighteen months. I don't think it could so. go to the shit by the time the next season. You know, it could go to shit this season. We could, we got what eight, nine games left. We could be on the wrong end of results and end up finishing sixth or seventh. You know, that yeah, could happen. The, the, the thing is now they're now playing with confidence compared to like previously. They were absolutely. Like, uh, I heard you say earlier. Once we went one 0 down, everyone shot their pants. But like now, yes. now it almost looks like an Ollie team as well because you got Maguire. He got Juan Bissaka, he got Bruno, he got Agallo. Like, I mean, uh, I'm obviously missing mm. a few players here as well, but like, oh, Don James, like, th- all them players were playing recently. And that's, I think that was six players in the starting 11, and they were all bought by, by Solskjaer. So, I mean, that's a Solskjaer team. And, and you see that there, that, 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 you've got to give props to him. I know that I speak to a lot of fans who are Ollie's staunchest critics, and, 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 you know, you guys watch the channel. You know, yeah. there's a lot of people that I speak to who don't think he's the right man and never have, probably never will. There's nothing you can do to win them over. But I just like to look at things all, all in. And yes, there are some question marks over Solskjaer in game management, tactics, philosophy, playing style. I get it. But you've got to give credit where credit's due in terms of what you just said there, Barry. Like some of the players he's brought in, you can't take that away from him. He, he's brought those players in. Yeah, well, it was the Bruno, Bruno was the, I think was the missing piece. But uh, here, we may as well talk about the United team just, just before like, we, we get to anything else. But uh, what do you make of the United team right now? And like, will Pogba come back into the team? Like, what do you think we really need? For me, we, we've got and Ross, to you can give me your right. opinion as well, right? Right side. I'm allowed, am I? You're allowed this time, <laughs> bud. <laughs> I, you know what, Barry? I'd almost turn that question on his head and go, name two players that are going to make us Champions League contenders next year. You know, I think we've all agreed that we're looking at the top four. Who do we need to get in to make us, you know, Premier League and Champions League contenders next year? We we got to get a right right winger. I know there's loads about Jaden Sancho. Jaden Sancho would be a phenomenal signing. Like, you know, you think of a front three of Martial, Rashford, and and, and Sancho. That's that's up there. I don't care what anyone. Says. <laughs> that, that you know, I mean, that's frightening. That is crazy. You know I mean? that, that, I mean, that is crazy. I, I've got that front three on FIFA. Yeah, and let me tell you, it bangs. Yeah, it bangs. any pace it's, it's now. Proper. Any pace, <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. Do you know what I mean? That that would literally frighten defenses in real life. So, um, I, I think we have to try and go all out for him. But even if we don't get him, you know what it's like when these rumors start circulating. Mm. You can already see what the summer's going to be like. Um, I know we don't know what it's going to be like in terms of the transfer window, what it's like, but we can see what it's heading in terms of the Jaden mm. Sancho saga. You can just feel it; it's going to happen. Will he? Won't he? what's going to happen but if we get him I think that could help turn us into challenges along with another holding midfielder um, I know the, jury, the jury's out uh, with the partner for, for Harry Maguire at centre back a lot of people say Lindelof's too lightweight obviously Eric Bailly can't stay fit enough um, two and Davy is there or thereabouts but hasn't really been given a proper shot so a lot of people saying we need that proper top notch second world class defender alongside Maguire to complement him yeah. um, we're pace I, yeah, with pace, I think we do need a better partner for Maguire. But if you never know, if Bai, it Bai could be that guy. But I don't think Lindelof's as bad as everyone maybe makes out. I think don't get me wrong, there's question marks over him sometimes aerially and stuff like that. But he's putting a lot of good performances this year, man. I, 
it's easy as fans to want something different all the time. But you look at our defence, and like you said there, Barry, like, the, the way that the, we're defending now is, is very confident. He's really built something there. Yeah. Um, uh, like I said, can you buy a better left-back than Luke Shaw? Can you buy a better centre-half than Lindelof? Yes, but what we need right now in, in order to turn us into title contenders is a right winger, I think, and another central midfielder. I think if we can get those two, I, I, did, I was in the camp of saying we need a, a proper striker, like a number nine, number nine. Um, you know, the like of Timo Werner, the likes of a Harry Kane, um, a Raul Jimenez. I, I, I keep mentioning Raul Jimenez on, on any video that I've been doing because people ask me a lot what I think. And I, I think because we've played Wolves so many times in the, in the short space of time, I've seen firsthand just how good he is. Raul Jimenez, he's, he is quality. Um, but I think the main aspect needs to be a right, a right winger and a, and a central midfielder. I think if we get that and maybe and a centre-half... Any names for centre midfielders there, Flex? Yeah. Uh, I know. I know. Indeed, he's been linked a lot. Well, I don't think necessarily linked, but spoken about by Man United fans because he'd be perfect. You know, Arsenal want him as well. Who wouldn't want Indeedy? Someone of that ilk, Thomas Party at uh, at um, Atletico Madrid. I think he's been brilliant. I mean, you only got to look at that game he had against Liverpool um, when they knocked him out the other week, uh, which was fantastic. Um, he, he's you know that box to box dynamic. Um, or someone who can just sit in front as well as have a good engine, someone like him. Um, I know we probably wouldn't get Kante, but I'd take him all day long as well. Someone, someone like that and play him in his rightful position, which for me is, is, is essential. Yes, I'd like to say it's party time. Yeah, 100%. He's <laughs> he quality. He is, he, is, he is brilliant. He, uh, he really is. Two, two random shouts there. Well, three random shouts. First of all, uh, Vertonghen is available for free at the end of the season. Uh, Giroud is available for free at the end of the season and Willian is available for free at the end of the season as well but uh, yeah but just because of the climate who well, happened? if we were going on out what about uh, Party's uh, mate on the gays he, oh, he's, he's, like, he's such well. a big game player as well yes 100% I mean I, we are you know linked with him we've done a couple of shows on that and again he, he possesses a lot of attributes that you know you would need working in that part of the pitch but you know if you you know, you're looking at Bruno, you're looking at Pogba, you're looking at, again, like Magnus Soundegas or Thomas Party or something like that. That's, that's yeah. literally almost the best you can get. You know what I mean? Not far off, along with other combinations. It's as good as any top midfield you'd see in the world. So, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely take Soundegas. He, he's a proper player. But, you know, a lot of players that I'll take are not even necessarily... I, it's almost like... Well, I think we're at the stage where we need to get the best of the rest to then solidify to be like a, a constant top four and then push on from there. So you look at like, you look at like Leicester's team, for example, you look at teams like that and, you've, and, a, and a Wolves, you take players from those teams and put them into your own. Then you become like a force within the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Then you kind of kick on and then get your, your upper echelon players like a Sancho and, you know, mm. like, a, so when we're talking about a Grealish or Madison, indeed the, um, these types of players. I, I love Jota. I love Jota at Wolves. I think he's phenomenal. I, I think he's brilliant. Son at, at, uh, at, Spurs. at Spurs. Brilliant. Um, even Traore at Wolves. Brilliant. Neves. Good player. These types of players mm. are that. If you put them all into a, a well-oiled machine with the likes of a Martial, with the likes mm. of a Pogba, then it's got a spine of Harry Maguire and another centre-half. Mm. Then it's got the hair. And the, no, you're then building something special. I don't think you necessarily have to go and try to buy Mbappe or go and buy Neymar or, do you know what I mean? Or Griezmann. Yeah. Or, I, I just feel like we can get Premier League proven players who are very good and be a force. And I think that's, that's what we should be looking at also as well. 
you're right. We should get Mbappe and Neymar. I think the base of United now is very is solid now from what it was. Yeah, the foundation. The foundation. I think it is fine. Like, and I think that is. You can. I think every United fan can see it. I can think. Mm. I think every fan can see it now. They're like, oh shit! Especially since Bruno came. But like the one man yeah, we yeah. have to talk about before we let you get on with your day, Paul Pogba. Like obviously he's mm. been talking now on the TV. Uh, well, online. I'm sure he has to do that to earn. Earn like they're like here. You're getting like 400 grand a week. You have to do something for it. Yeah. But uh, like you have to talk, say something. Yeah. But uh, where, where do what to sort of see with do Paul Pogba's situation? Because like people love him, people hate him. Like as United fans, he can infuriate you because he like he has been annoyed. But this is almost a new team he's coming into. It is, and that, and that is, you know, just quick. Firstly, on that, you have to look at it like phases, like different phases. Some players operate in, you know, the team that Pogba's coming back into will be slightly different. It will, especially with the, with the acquisition of Bruno and just the way the team's playing in general. Yeah, because um, they fix like things without him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and I, I know there are people saying. You know, this just proves we don't need Pogba anymore, et cetera, et cetera. Listen, Pogba, I think people are quick to forget. When Pogba had that patch of form, uh, when Oli first came in, that three months, he was unreal. He yeah. was doing what Bruno's doing, plus more, to be honest. Um, and ability-wise, um, like i just done an interview with Troy Dean, and he said, if you were going to paint or mould a, a central midfielder from scratch, it would look like Paul Pogba. I know the media circus around him and the agent and stuff. If you put that to the side, I'm talking about pure football and ability. You'd want someone of his stature, his speed, his strength, his skill, his passing range, Keep going. his shooting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's, he's got everything. Yeah. And that, but that, that is where the frustration comes from because we know he has everything. Um, I just think that um, he, he put himself in a difficult position last year because he, you know, once you come out and make comments like, I, I'm looking for a new challenge, you know, fans' ears are going to prick up. You know, fans are going to start saying, okay, well, if you don't want to be here, get out. I can understand um, why he wanted to leave, I, though, as well, you know. I can understand uh, Exactly. I, I think he came here 2016, um, being told everything's going to, you're going to get this player around you. We're going to build to that. And look what he's coming from, winning a World Cup, playing big games, playing in Champions League finals, competing for titles, winning titles in Serie A. And he wants to compete at the highest level. Why would he not? He's Paul Pogba. And he's, what, 20, 26, getting into the... The peak, he's 25, 26 now. Peak of his powers. This is where he really is at the peak of his you know, career. And I don't blame him. He wants to, you know, he's been, look at some of the teams he's been playing in, some of the players he's been playing with. Um, it's been terrible. And I know he's, he's got to be a team player and, and be there. But at the end of the day, it's his career. And you can't expect players to just sit and waste their careers. Has he handled it yeah. the best with the, with the agent? No. I, don't, I, I, I say that on the Flex Ranch show a lot of the time where, you know, if you ask Rance, as you guys know, Pogba can do absolutely no wrong. I do think he has to take some criticism um, with the way he's handled it because at the end of the day, he could just tell his agent to shut up. He can. He yeah. pays his agent. His agent represents him. Just say, Mino, just, just shut up. Just don't say anything, please. Yeah. He can come out. Or he it can is. come it's out and say this. 100%. I don't think he's got the best people yeah, his around brother's, him. His brother's bad as well. His, brother, uh, his brother's probably even worse. You know, yeah. the, uh, well, yeah, but going into the French team as well. Going into the French team as well, they probably take the piss out of him being like, oh, you're in the Europa League, we're winning the Champions League as well. You know? 100%. Yes, an exactly. ego. Like, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So I've, I think he'll end up staying, which I was really surprised about up until I asked Oli, really. Oli said you can expect him yeah. to stay, but more so... If we get Champions I League, feel, I say. If we, if we get if Champions, we get Champions League, 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 but, League but, I, but I just feel... Do you know what it is? I just feel like <laughs> United won't let him leave. <laughs> no. They didn't let him leave last year. 
He's got two years left on his contract or a year plus an extension, which they can activate and make him stay two years. And I don't think for how people would like to try and paint Pogba, he's not the sort of player who would down tools and refuse to play. I don't know, but he has been injured this season. People saying uh, conspiracy okay. theories, he wasn't really injured and all this bullshit. He was injured. You know, they, they rushed him back. He got injured again and needs another operation. Yeah, so, Flex, um, Flex seen his medical receipts. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? People, what well, people said, the you know photo people said it was fake. <laughs> yeah, he'd done a video when he was high off gas and oxygen. What, what did he do? Just rent out a, a Bupa private hospital and, and some, some, uh, some cannulas and stuff and just at, pretend that he was, you know, in a hospital. It's, it's bullshit. The guy was injured. You have to look for You do. Yeah, well, you do. Uh, Flex, tell me this, right? Start next season. Who starts in midfield for Man United? Pogba, Bruno, and Henderson. another midfielder that we buy. <laughs> party. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully party. So, yeah. so do you think, do you think um, McTominay and then Fred are, are soaps for next season? Then? But you know what? Yeah, I, I, no, I don't think they're soaps because that's what I was going to say because I was, I was actually... No, soaps. Soaps. Oh, subs. Um, the, no. the reason it took me long to answer your question because I was actually going to say I reckon like McTominay would be in there or, or Fred because uh, listen, these, these guys, you've got to give props, man. Right? Even Matic has done well. <laughs> I hold my hands up as well. Like I was one of Matic's biggest critics before January um, in terms of I just kind of thought that McTominay had kind of done the job, displaced him and we don't need mm. Matic anymore. But, you know, fair play to Matic, man. I think he'd come in after January after Scott's injury and done absolutely brilliantly. Fred is a different player this year. Yeah. Unbelievably, mm. un unbelievable. So, I, it's weird because we're kind of we're kind of well stocked in central midfield now, but we still need that player who's like outstanding in that position. Mm. McTominay's a young player, still learning, still growing, still still excelling, and he will. Matic, there's only going to be a, a year or two left in him, um, and Fred, you know, as a rotation player, squad player. Um, at, at, at the minute, he's he's the focal point of our midfield, the integral part of our midfield. But if you do get someone better than Fred or as good as Fred, but we obviously we want better, then, you know, you can swap it around. We want, we want those selection problems. I think where we've been as United fans in the last few years is like, if we don't have our start in 11 out, and even our start in 11 hasn't been great, it's like, we're ruined. Do you know what I mean? And that's what we saw. I, I can't not ask you, is this the end for Jay Lings? I, I, th I think Lingard, I've, Rance doesn't agree, but I, I think Lingard should move for his own good. I don't, yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get on the bandwagon of calling him shit and saying he's crap and he should be playing in the in the championship. I still think Jesse is better than what he's showing us. I think he's in a real ba bad patch of form, and I think if he was honest with himself, I think it, it, all what's been going on around him has really affected him. You can see it. He's just yeah, but he doesn't do himself any favors though, does he? He doesn't. He doesn't. I, I think he's never going to change in terms of. Um, you see also, I think Man United don't do him the favours either, though, Flex. Man United are always like, putting him up on Pedestal. their social media and like, yeah. he's just getting absolute clowned. Yes. It's, because, it's because he's a social media king, like, in terms of he's always out there trying to be silly. He's always living his best life, win, lose, or draw. And sometimes, yeah, it's, some of his posts might be a, bit, a little, little bit ill love. But for me, my biggest grievance with Jesse is not the fact that he's on social media. I don't really... I don't mind players being on there. Some new age, some mm. new dawn. Like these, these are young guys. Like I know Jesse's not that young anymore, but I mean, like he looks like, so. Yeah, exactly. But just the way that they they use and Jesse's almost bigger on social media as a as an entity than he is as a player in terms of skill and ability. But 
and that that shouldn't be the way around. But I don't begrudge players being on social media, clowning around, having a good time. Like I don't mind that because they're human beings. But yeah. I think they've got to show performances on the pitch. And for 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 Jesse, obviously, I think he's gone with Raiola now as well, hasn't he? Um, I, I, he's not going to get a game, is he? Really? Let's face it. So to be honest, I don't think player. I don't think he starts in the second choice team. It, exactly. Like if you, if you have Pogba, Fernandez, and just say I don't know McTominay, then you have Matic, Fred, I mean Mada instead of him. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know what I mean, like he right. doesn't. And that's why I think he should leave for either. so good because he's not gonna he's not gonna get any game time, especially with Bruno coming now and Pogba gonna be fit again. That's your starting team of attacking midfielders. There, you need defensive balance in that midfield. After that, he's not getting in on the wings. You know, even Dan James, you'd argue, well, is more effective than Jesse right now yeah. um, in terms of how direct Dan James is and how quick he is. And yeah, he might not make the right decisions, but he's more effective. Rashford's got the left side locked down and obviously Lingard can't play up front. So he's not going to get games. So I think he needs to look at it and think, where does he want to go within, you know, he's, what, 27 now. He's got a few years left at the top. He needs to look at actually where does he want to go for his career. Yeah, a good show could be everything because of what just happened with Jack Grealish. But what a good shout could be, could Jesse could go, go back to Leicester, where he was previously on loan, as part of, with money, and we get Madison. That could be a potential show. Yeah, that could be. I mean, and even on Grealish and, and Madison, just quickly, guys, like, I don't know what you guys think, but, like, it's weird, because where do they fit in now? I know, I know. They, don't, they, definitely, they definitely don't get into a start. Yeah, because yeah, we, we'd be, like, three on the very, like, three on top. So, Rashford, Martial, Sancho, hopefully. Then we have, like, sort yeah. of, like, Bruno and then Pogba being left and maybe Max Sauce on the right in the in a there you go. yeah so they don't, don't fit in it doesn't really fit in but um, no but but I mean you want look in terms of coming off the bench you look you look at what City have built you know two players for every position they yeah. can bring Mares off the bench or Bernardo Silva or David mm. Silva or, or Gabriel Sané. Jesus and play back Sane we forgot about him because he's been injured all year so that is where I'm not saying don't go and get Grealish or Madison but we have to go and get these guys with them knowing actually you're going to be part of a bigger project. You're not going to be starting every week. You're going to be part of this squad that has quality in every position, two, two quality players in every position. I think that's the way we need to go. Um, uh, we need that. We've been scrimping the barrel for quality. We've seen as soon as Solskjaer changed his team this year, like when we changed it for Europa League or changed it for Carabao Cup or whatever, it wasn't, it wasn't as free-flowing. We, we, we almost have to play our best team every game. You know what I mean? So I, I, would, I would welcome the, like of, the likes of having you know, strength in depth. Yeah, same here. Uh, before we get let you go, Flex, who is your player of the season? For me, Wambasaka, man. Wambasaka. Fred is up there. Fred's been brilliant. Rashford. Uh, people forget that Rashford, as well as he was doing just before he got injured, the period before that, he wasn't doing so well. He was in a real bad patch of form. I know. Which kind of, it ran on, it ran on from last season. You know, last season he was in a real bad patch of form. He started well against Chelsea, obviously scoring a penalty and then another goal. But after that was a little bit barren. But then he hit a real good patch of form. So big up to Rashford. He done really well. Best goal scoring of his career. Martial's up there. I think Brandon Williams is up there. Um, but for me, it's got to be one Bissaka, man. I think since day dot from when I saw him uh, on tour against Perth Glory was his first game. And then I know it's against Perth Glory, but I was like, wow. And then for the whole tour, he was amazing. Then from the day dot of the Premier League against Chelsea all the way through to now, Solid eight out of seven, almost every game. Brilliant. Eight out of ten. My player of the season. Yeah. Eight, seven, and eight out of ten for him, mate. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, you know, he's uh, so who's your player of the season? Uh, it is between Fred and Wambasaka. 
But like Wan-Bissaka has blown me away. And you know he's had a good season when Jamie Carragher gives him a massive shout-out. Massive shout-out. Yeah. What about yeah. You? For, for me, it's Fred. I just think Fred the Red, like... Uh, I thought he was like a 50 million Ukrainian-Brazilian flop. Uh, <laughs> like he's, 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 he, I, was like, I was like, how does Solskjaer manage to do that? Because like he just looked yeah. so like unfit and lazy and a step behind. And next thing you know, he's like our absolute engine in midfield. So like, yeah. for me, yeah, like, brilliant. when we got Wan-Bissaka, I knew he was brilliant at tackling people because I'd seen it. So I was like, I know he's going to be good. As opposed to Fred just turns his uh, career around. And then shout out to Brandon Williams for a rising star. Yeah, definitely. I think out of him and Greenwood, rising star. probably be young, young, young player of the year. Um, I'll probably, mm. well, I'll probably give it to Greenwood. I think Jesse Lingard put his name in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, Scott McTominay's been brilliant as well before he got mm. injured. Um, but with, with the young players of the, of the season, as, as it were, I think Mason's been fantastic mm. because he hasn't, he hasn't started anywhere near as much games um, mm. as we might have thought he would have. But every time he's been called upon, he's, he's, he's scored and played well, man. So, um, yeah, I think, I think between him and Bradley Williams, definitely be young players of the year. I love it. Well, Flex, it's been absolutely brilliant talking to a fellow United supporter. Uh, I'm sure everyone that's tuned in has enjoyed the show. Uh, Ross, anything else no problem, to wrap it up? No, uh, guys, thanks a million for watching. Uh, like, share, subscribe, all that uh, jazz. Uh, we'll tag Flex and this so you can catch him on all his social channels. Thanks a million and stay energised. Yes, energized. man, stay energised for sure, man. Thanks for having me on. Really enjoyed it, guys. Keep up the hard work. And now we've done this, actually, I can't wait until all this is blown over because we're going to have a good, good night out in Dublin. Love it. Yeah, we'll absolutely. We'll have to have you on the show again when you're in Dublin. Ha- Oh, 100%, man, 100%. Whenever you guys... First rounds on us. Tell me. Yeah, I love that. And you know what? I'm not a massive Guinness fan, actually, so you can get me to having some traditional proper Guinness. That's what I want. No worries. Uh, don't worry. We'll be on the whiskey. Okay. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> okay. Nice one. Cheers coming on. See ya.